we've got them living in for a, for a whole week um, or sometimes longer where we've got an ability rather than just in a one hour consultation where we have to actually assess a person, come up with a, a bit of a plan, um, explain the plan then send them home, we've got an ability to actually um, invest in them, develop rapport, um, educate is a big part mm. of what we do, the health yeah. talks and things in the evening time. So by the yeah. time we see them for their lifestyle consultation at the end, They've got a lot of knowledge and it can take weeks or months in a clinical setting to do what we can achieve in a week. Welcome to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Practitioner to practitioner conversations to inspire, mentor and learn from. John, Jessica, welcome to Standing on the Shoulders of Giants podcast. It's so lovely to be with you. I'm here on site at the Living Valley Springs Health Retreat in the Noosa hinterland in Queensland. And it is one of Australia's first health retreats, is that right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So my main reason for wanting to speak to both of you today is for practitioners giving an insight into what it's like to work in a retreat what's the difference from working in a retreat compared to working in a, you know, your own practice type yeah. of situation and um, what kind of focus you have and how your day looks, how things run. Fantastic. John, can you tell me a little bit of how the uh, retreat works to start with, pre-frame everything for us? Sure. So um, we have uh, a living um, retreat uh, where um, our guests come in uh, and stay uh, on premises um, we run a number of different programs. Um, Living Valley Springs initially started primarily as a, a detox retreat uh, where guests would come in and uh, we had um, essentially fasting um, and also sort of eating programs as well, but essentially fasting detox type programs where guests would have uh, treatments, uh, hydrotherapy, steam baths, um, uh, health education, so health seminars or lectures in the evening times. Uh, and um, a big part of the retreat, how it was set up originally, was uh, that there was always naturopathic care as part um, of the program. So guests would see a naturopath uh, initially when they came in, uh, and they would also see one um, before they left um, to come up with a bit of a plan for them to take home to continue on with. Um, that's essentially been the foundation uh, we've developed uh, over the years, uh, and we certainly I guess don't really sort of fit just in the category of just a detox retreat now. So we um, do do more specialised programs in uh, mental wellness uh, and um, weight loss. More specifically, we're developing um, um, specific plans based a little bit more um, with uh, workshops and things for some of these other areas as well. Um, Detox is still a big part of what we do though. Um, So essentially, uh, guests will come in uh, and towards the start of their program, uh, they'll pretty much always see a naturopath. There's only one or two programs we offer um, that are more like a healthy holiday, but um, almost every program um, we have uh, involves... three of you, three naturopaths? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so there's three naturopaths. Um, so the great thing is week in, week out, depending on the numbers, we'll um, essentially divide uh, the guests between us so we're able to spread ourselves uh, around and be able to spend as much one-on-one time as we possibly can. It's, it's actually... a uh, a massive advantage yeah. as a practitioner um, that uh, that we're not um, just paid by, so to speak, paid by the uh, the hour. Um, there's time for us to actually um, invest uh, in guests outside of a um, one-on-one consultation situation while they're here at the retreat. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a big advantage mm-hmm. as a practitioner. Um, so if if every if every guest sees a practitioner in their stay here, 
for, for most of those packages. Yeah. Um, how often do they see you? Yeah, so generally speaking, they'll see us uh, twice a week. Um, okay. So one at the start, um, we use that as our initial um, history taking, so to speak, um, information finding. Um, we can go through a little bit more about what's involved in that at some stage. Uh, and then we see them uh, towards the end, which we call our uh, lifestyle planning consultation, which is more um, basically running through uh, a plan which we've put together through the week yep. uh, for them, um, for them to take home and continue on uh, when they go home. Okay. And then Jess, you were saying that then they're looking at planning ongoing contact with the guests yeah, afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. So we usually um, try and invite people to our Facebook group that yeah. we have. And uh, that's a really good way of just engaging with them. It's almost like a virtual sort of like Living Valley retreat in a way because we're often posting content and, you know, we're starting to set up challenges of like little detox challenges and I actually go through it uh, personally and then they kind of come on board as well and everyone's kind of communicating and messaging and yeah, it's really opened up some really amazing um, advantages as well, which has yeah. been great. Yeah. So I suppose it's one of the main differences of working in a retreat sitting setting yeah. compared to in a regular regular practice don't take that the wrong no, no, way absolutely <laughs> uh, say a common practice yeah. uh, is that you once they've gone they've gone that's right absolutely. exactly yeah and that's something that we've really been kind of trying to develop a little bit more is uh creating that sort of ongoing health and wellness when they are sort of home so it's kind of nice now because you know we kind of bring things back to you know you might be getting a little bit stressed you know things that are going on we kind of remind them about the supplements that they need to take or you know we're looking at kind of doing an immunity um, booster challenge you know in the next couple of weeks so you know it's kind of keeping them always associated with the knowledge and the information and you know even just posting content as well you know recently I just did one on inflammation and a couple of the guests were like oh I really need to get some anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory support so then you know we kind of booked in a little mini consult and got them their key things that they need and so it's kind of creating this sort of ongoing interaction which is amazing so that's yeah. really opening that up 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah so it definitely is an area we're sort of working on I guess trying to expand um, and do more follow-up with our guests. Um, we've certainly always offered it, um, and we usually sort of recommend at, at some point six to twelve weeks after the uh, detox program to actually do a follow-up. Um, okay. And we've offered um, outpatient um, uh, where they can come and see us in person or phone consultations and so forth to do yeah. follow-up. Um, but uh, there are some advantages um, yeah. to doing that, and some disadvantages we've, I've found over the years. Um, depending, I guess, on what um, my expectation or our expectations as naturopaths are, mm. um, and also the guest expectations as well. Um, it is always lovely as a practitioner to be able to actually follow through with an individual and see continual progress. Yeah. Um, and there's no doubt about it that we um, we don't get to see that quite as as much as in a, mm. a, a normal practice, so to speak. Um, but in saying that, there's there are some advantages where um, we've got them living in for a for a whole week um, or sometimes longer where we've got an ability rather than just in a one hour consultation where we have to actually assess a person, 
come up with a, a bit of a plan, um, explain the plan, then send them home. We've got an ability to actually um, invest in them, develop rapport, um, educate is a big part mm. of what we do, the health yeah. talks and things in the evening time. So by the yep. time we see them for their lifestyle consultation at the, at the end, they've got a lot of knowledge and it can take weeks or months in a clinical setting yeah. to yeah. do what we can achieve in a yeah. week. So, um, you know, while there are some disadvantages, um, the advantages I've, I've found over the years have, in my opinion, for me, have outweighed um, yeah. the potential for follow-up. So it's almost um, just on observation. Today's my first day of being here. And yeah. then looking at, you know, I went and had lunch with you in this amazing organic smorgasbord of, of beautiful food and everything's organic. And then straight after that was a cooking class that's yeah. that's scheduled. Yes. And there's, you know, um, steam rooms and there's there's talks in the yeah. evening yeah. so it's almost like a naturopathic intensive yeah. Yeah. week so all the things Very you'd nice love stuff. to do with your patients you know show them how to cook and yeah. continue the education and make sure they're doing their walks yeah. and yeah. i don't know do you do yoga and that sort of stuff as yeah. well we we've do. got stretches pilates yeah. everything so yeah. it's really like you'd probably achieve in a week yeah. what you would achieve over several months Absolutely. in a normal situation yeah. we, we definitely often promote it as a, like a kickstart type yeah. program to yeah. be able to sort of yeah to fast track so to speak yeah. um, mm. what would take a little bit longer to achieve at home the yeah. other thing as well that I found that's been really quite you know such a unique thing at the retreat as well is just the the, the connections that they actually make with other guests as well mm-hmm. because when we're talking about I guess education uh, a lot of the other guests are on different journeys and you know there's a lot of conversations that come up about health and wellness and it's really amazing because as the days progress and the lectures progress um, each night you know they you can see all these light bulbs going off and so you know they're creating strategies and things like that as well they set up their own little Facebook groups and okay. you know all these other things as well that you know kind of really keeps them on the program and the path but also kind of empowers them to kind of take it and and kind of go that next level so to speak so, so it's like that belongingness that tribe 100 percent. yeah yeah so that just keeps them rolling yeah, that's right so. yeah. yeah it's it's been over the years it's been probably one of the most uh, amazing things that i've been able to witness um you know week to week um in terms of the progress with people's health um you know people will come in and often feel um, you know, the focus is very much about themselves, understandably, and uh, by the, the time they go home, you know, this perspective, they've had a chance to talk to other guests, um, they feel like they're not alone, um, or they may not be on the same journey, they're going on similar journeys to many of the other people, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, in, in many ways, the guests are, you know, therapy for each other, yeah. um, as they're going through the things together, yeah. um, as well as obviously the opportunity they get to learn while they're here as well. Yeah. I like the reality that what you're doing is you're pulling them out of their, let's just say, toxic environment, yeah. um, where they might not have yeah. support, where they might have challenges, those sorts of things, and they have no excuse yeah. not to do what they need to be doing for that That's entire right. week. So you're really Absolutely. changing mindsets, setting yeah. up solid habits before That's they have right. to get back into the reality of their Spot own world. On. Very yeah. much so. And we've, the way we've sort of set the program up is, um, particularly with the education side of things, is we, um, we try to essentially build upon the talks over the course of the evening. So we start with some foundational, simple but foundational principles, um, what we call the eight laws of health, the eight guidelines, uh, the fundamentals, things like your nutrition, exercise, water, 
um, all those type of basics. Uh, and then as we move through the week, um, we cover more sort of in you know in depth um, topics about you know nutrition specifically and diet lifestyle factors. Um, we talk about um, neuroendocrine health at times, yeah. depending. Yeah. Um, toxicity factors. Definitely. Um, I do a talk on acid alkaline balance. Healthy aging is another talk we do. So, yeah. um, but we sort of build upon those. So um, by the time they go home, they've sort of been taken on a, a, an education journey, so to speak. Yeah. Um, without being overly cliche, yeah. um, and um, yeah, so once again, as they um, when we see them in their lifestyle consultation, you know, a lot of things have started to fall into place and make a lot more sense. Um, it just really makes our job so much easier. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that um, that that immersion is seems to be really powerful, and and yeah. everybody's so friendly. You see them walking yeah. around, and that's right. You know, everybody's talking to each other, and there's a gym on site, and that's got, right. It's it's really holistic yeah absolutely yeah so as far as the types of people if it's predominantly a detox retreat I did notice over lunch that some people were saying they were there because they were quitting smoking or because they had some sort of other type of addiction um there were people there because they had to lose weight there was so what what it I think there was some cancer patients as well yeah absolutely we see we see everything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in the seven and a half years I've been here, there's nothing I haven't seen. Yeah, it's just about true. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Definitely, I guess we do see a lot of people though that um, situations where implementing things at home are often difficult. So you know habits. So as we said, eating habits, smoking, you know, addictions, things like that. You know, it is a great um, place to be able to come away from. You know the the what's familiar, um, and uh, be able to actually just focus on um, whatever the uh, um, the goals are of the uh, the guests that they come. So definitely, that's a, a big part of what we do. Um, mm-hmm. So for weight loss, um, you know, diabetes, um, and smoking, and other addictions, alcohol, yeah. things like that. It's yeah. it's a big part of what we do. Yeah, you've um, got you've got psychologists on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rick, um, our psychologist, has uh, we've had. Um, uh, counseling psychology over the years but rick um, has been with us now for a couple of months yeah maybe six six months yeah so probably even a bit longer, a longer than that and yeah. um yeah we've developed a uh, a mental wellness package <laughs> so basically um they run through um the retreat um program it's a little bit different than a standard um program we offer as far as a detox setting of course um and that involves not only one-on-ones with um the psychologist but also workshops and things as well Um, they get a chance obviously to still do a lot of interactions and go for the health talks and things the other guests are doing Um, but it just there's a little bit more specific immersion um, as a group for those um, particular um, uh, art therapy and you know a couple other like group settings and we do food for thought and discuss you know particular foods and have a cooking class that's specifically for them as well so yeah um, and and working in that situation, so day to day consultations, yeah. um, is there a it's called a, is there a detox protocol, a detox program that you guys both of you have yeah. to adhere to in your recommendations? So this is our program. This is how it works. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so there's there's a ba- there's a, a base that we use. Okay. Um, yeah, so we have a sort of a, I guess um, a, a, a standard sort of I guess. Um, program that we would tend to um, you know start with mm-hmm. um, but within that there's most certainly um, room for individual individualization 
Um, yeah. All those little tweaks and changes involve extra work for staffing up in the kitchen in the main centre, <laughs> different types of juices and food and things. Um, and they do an incredible job up there. Um, it certainly would be hard to do it as a, a one-person show, um, which is why it's amazing to have so many staff um, here at Limbelly Springs. But, um, yeah, certainly we do. Uh, so our standard in, let's say, in the week program, if a person was doing a detox, um, as we said, they come in, um, they have an initial consultation, um, usually early on on the Monday, if they come in on Sunday, uh, and then the next three days or so they're on a, um, a detox. Um, so it's a sort of a mixed fasting type of um, program yeah. uh, where they'll be on a combination of um, detox, um, shakes, um, uh, veggie, predominantly veggie juices, um, obviously organic and, and so forth, um, green smoothies. Uh, we also do um, vegetarian and um, bone broths and things like that in the evening time depending on the person's individual needs. Um, and they'll um, do that over the next few days, um, along with obviously the health education, the steam bath, the treatments and everything that they're doing. Um, so we're looking at uh, also integrating other aspects. So um, as part of the, um, the program, everyone typically, although it is still something we assess as a naturopath, everyone typically goes on to um, a supplement to support um, phase one, phase two liver detox pathways. Um, so it's a little bit more than just, okay, let's just put you on a water fast or just on some juices and see how you go. Mm. We're really just making sure we try mm. and facilitate this, the process of mobilising toxins, um, binding toxins, mm. um, breaking them down effectively. And, of course, the big part with the detox retreat is also elimination, whether it's colonic yeah. irrigation, steam baths, lymphatic drainage or whatever it might be to support the um, excretion process as well. Um, and then at the end, uh, they go back on to eating for a few days uh, and um, we do a lifestyle consultation, um, uh, which they get a plan to take home. Um, and if they've got a naturopath, we'll often sort of work in with a plan that they've already got. And like a naturopath um, in another city. Yeah, setting. exactly. Yeah. So if they're already seeing someone, um, so we'll sort of try and integrate that um, into, um, into what they're doing. If they don't have a naturopath, um, we'll often put them on a, um, a plan to start with, um, but certainly try and encourage people to try and seek some local sort of guidance so they can get some ongoing support depending on their needs. Do yeah. you have like core set of naturopaths in different cities that you refer back to or you, how, how does that sort of work? Because I imagine you also get referrals. Yeah. Other, yeah. You, you, your guests here come from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly, I would say for me personally, it's, it's referral. There's a couple of naturopaths that I sort of have in different you know, cities and all of that that I tend to yep. work with. And, you know, I just think there's just so much uh, better compliance when, you know, they're seeing someone face-to-face -face and all mm -hmm. of that as well. But if they don't, you know, it's it's something where, you know, we'll be doing follow-ups and that can either be mm. Skype or, you know, in phone, etc. And I think that kind of, yeah, it seems to mm. work really well. I've got some patients I've been seeing for years and we have phone consultations and it works quite well. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds like you've got a balance of, of both. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do definitely have practitioners that we sort of more commonly refer and they refer back to us. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, certainly a lot of our um, uh, guests actually come just more through, you know, other sources. Um, so um, often word of mouth probably more yeah. often than not is probably the big one or they'll come from someone else's direct recommendations. Um, the net's been a sort of a big one in more recent years, obviously. And 
um, yeah. you know, seminars that Gary does. Um, he does health talks and seminars around Australia. Um, that generates a lot of interest. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but there's most certainly some professional referrals um, through integrative doctors, yeah. um, practitioners around Australia as well. Mm. Um, it's something that we're sort of in the process of trying to, there's been a number of things that over the years we've been working on developing more and more. Um, and it's something we'd like to definitely increase is our professional referral base. So having a list um, of practitioners that we feel uh, you know, have similar philosophies. I mean, yes, it's always has to be value matched, exactly. It? Yeah. yeah, so it's a big part, and which is why we probably haven't had an exhaustive list over yeah. the years. Um, as a practitioner, it's you know, it's interesting that our chances, obviously, to get to know people are often at other conferences or when we're one on one and so forth. But we don't really ever get a chance to sit down and have mm-hmm. a consultation with that other practitioner. Yeah. So you don't really know exactly how they operate. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely over the years we've um, we've we've been developing, yeah. and uh, as I said, we'd love and we're working on ways at the moment actually yeah. trying to, I guess, um, develop that more professional referral base. Um, at this point so if there are practitioners that are listening to today's recording Mm. then today's podcast then and they're interested in possibly having that capacity to be able to have their patients immersed in a one-week detox program and and turn their life around yeah they could just contact you here absolutely yeah very much so and we'd love to be able to um, work in with them Um, so as you said a lot of uh, practitioners really just want someone to tune in um in uh, like live in detox yeah. and then come back and continue with them yeah. um, and we have a lot of people that will do that yeah. um, and we love doing that too yeah. you know it creates such a, a great environment a supportive yeah. environment for them as well when they can go back see their practitioner again and then you know that I've, I've have I've had a couple of patients that are like, you know, every year now they come back for their regular detox oh, and perfect. yeah it's wonderful yeah, yeah. And definitely, I mean, also, also handy if we do have people to do that, we'll often get them to, you know, even sort of touch base with us prior and say, listen, I'm sending someone along. Exactly. Um, give them a little bit of a rundown if there's any things that they particularly would like us to support them with while they're here mm. at the retreat. Yeah. Um, we can most certainly, while we have a, as we said, a, a somewhat standard foundation that we, we do, we do individualise the programs where people might do um, extra days of fasting and detox they may do eating all the way through they may have extra or more specific treatments based on their needs um they may maybe more sort of lower carb keto type of plans they may be you know the opposite it really depends so certainly you know we're happy to um mm. to kind of work in based on obviously the yeah. person's individual needs or the guest need but also certainly the practitioner's yeah. um recommendations and desires as mm. well I noticed that you got you're getting people international guests as oh, well. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really growing. Um, yeah, we certainly have had quite a lot of people, yeah. particularly from certain areas. Once the the word gets out, that's so right. That's <laughs> New Zealand. We got a lot of yeah. patients from New Zealand. South a couple Africa, from America. South Africa yeah. is a big one. We yeah, get people from there. You, you'll um, have a free accommodation wherever you want to travel next week. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Handy. We'll just retreat hot. <laughs> you must be you must be doing something right because when I had the site tour, uh, Gary, who's the founder, was saying that oh, that person over there they only came for a week but they've extended and they've been here two weeks. Yeah. Bumped into somebody else. And he said, "Oh, how often you've been here?" And she said, oh, I've lost count the amount of times I've come back. That's right. So yeah. it's uh, it was surprising to me because I, I would go, "Okay, you go to a retreat, you go there once, you do your thing, and yeah. you're done." But the, that's not how it works. No, they're, they're really thinking about it a lot more, and I think that 
uh, once you kind of experience the whole sort of retreat detox, you know, they, they're constantly thinking about, I've got so many patients that are like, you know, you'll be on the phone having a phone consultation. They're like, oh, I know I need to get back to Living Valley Springs. Like they just always associate it with, you know, just the, the whole journey even of, you know, going through a detox and they know that their lives get really busy and it's, it's really refreshing for them to start thinking a lot more along the lines of preventative you know, medicine as well, you know, what can we do now to influence our health in the future? I mean, we've got um, a couple that are almost in their 90s now who uh, have been coming here for years and years and years and you know, they're a testament to, mm. you know, their, their knowledge in health and wanting to expand it. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, have a little bit of an idea of where they want to go with their health, but it's limited based on where they're currently at. And as you, mm. um, I guess, start to experience improvement and you get education, you then start to think bigger. Um, and you start to become more aware of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And we find a lot of people, you know, maybe sort of have a particular idea of what they're going to achieve while they're here. Um, and then after their first time, um, they want to come back because they know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and they know what, you know, what they sort of mentally prepare themselves to what they may be able to actually get from the retreat in the future. Mm. Um, So, yeah, certainly uh, a number of guests that we've had come back again and again will find that each time they come, they've actually really sort of grown and uh, in their health journey, so to speak, uh, and gained so much more. Yeah, it's it's quite... quite, uh, um, Not everyone can afford to do that, of course, but those people that can uh, most certainly... um, um, gain benefit yeah do you do you find you get guests that are retreat retreat hoppers if sure. you like do they yeah. they go yeah. from different retreats How yes. yeah. uh, absolutely yeah and it's um we well we're, we're just so different and yeah. i think uh you mean living valley springs yeah, different or you living Toby? valley uh, <laughs> yeah we're pretty different too <laughs> Uh, we're just so unique in how I guess we run our retreat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, what I've tended to find is that we we tend to get the patient that wants to kind of do the grassroots approach. You know, they really want to mm-hmm. kind of, they actually want to do a detox and kind of run through something that's a little challenging, probably a little out of the comfort zone. And, you know, there's so many amazing retreats that are around Australia mm-hmm. and Absolutely. You know, a lot of them, you know, there's that beautiful pamper side and all of that, but Which we, we can are offer a bit to hundred percent. Well. Yeah, exactly. But it's one of those things where they, you know, you're, you're really getting the, um, the patient that comes in who is really orientated around wanting to do some, you know, extra detoxing and cleansing and, you know, really kind of shift their entire, you know, health and mm. what they can actually kind of achieve and do out of that is yeah. just phenomenal. So, yeah. yeah so other content contemplating or even yeah. ready for change that's right you know typically yeah. that's more often the yeah sometimes it can be the tipping point can't it absolutely yeah yeah absolutely yeah. i'm wondering um for both of you working in a retreat situation mm. how much autonomy do you have um how much is dictated to what you have to to do to fit in with the retreat sure so i might take that initially and then I'll, i'd be interested for you to answer as well but yeah the great thing for us is that um and certainly the way that um i've encouraged for our team and see even gary sort of encouraged me to manage the team is that um while we uh, most certainly sort of have um, similar fundamentals in, in in what we promote obviously there has to be um i guess a unanimity uh, unanimous unanimous approach 
um, to uh, to what we um, promote. We don't want guests going home confused. No. Um, there most certainly is um, autonomy in terms of what we recommend or promote yeah. um, individually for guests. Uh, it's very, very much up to the naturopath they see when they come in to actually make um, choices with the guests as mm. to um, what journey they're going to have while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the great thing I love. And we've always tried to encourage uh, as individualised an approach we can with each person um, within a retreat setting. Um, obviously, there has to be some systems. You can't have it everything different. But, um, yeah, within that, um, there's always we've always tried to promote the idea of um, it's up to the individual. So, you know, Jess, certainly, we, we like to, and we do talk to the guests about whether they're okay, but we as a team will get together. And this is one of the other advantages yeah. in the retreat setting is that once we've had a chance to see all the guests, we have um, a, a meeting together uh, and we um, basically talk. So each of us are aware of the guest's individual needs, um, just in case either one of us are not around at any point in time, but also gives us a chance to actually come up with some ideas mm. to support each other along the way. Um, but within that, um, there's certainly only ever suggestions and it's really up to yeah. the individual naturopath mm. to actually implement what they feel is right. So yeah. there's most certainly some um, autonomy within that. Yeah, definitely. And I would say like, yeah, it really creates it back to the the guest, I, I guess, when, you know, we're sort of looking at things, we look at additional things like, you know, functional testing and, you know, keeping it really kind of unique and exploring other things that are potentially going on. So, yeah, it's, I, I think it's, while we all practice quite similar, I would find, and, you know, we've got our research days where we really kind of, you know, take on the, the case and do our exploration into yeah. things that are going on. Uh, and look at that a little bit further at the same time yeah I'd say that we kind of all practice quite similar and you know depending on the guests if they come in you know we might look at functional testing or you might recommend them to go back to their GP and look at other things pathology wise that they haven't had done for a while and follow up with them you know when they go home and then adjust their plan accordingly based on that information so yeah everyone's at different points I guess yeah, yeah and yeah. we can meet them where they're at Mm. Nice way to go. Yeah. 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 That's um, Jess just brought up an interesting point. Um, I thought uh, sort of um, just expand on a little more is that during the week, once we've had a chance to see the guests, um, one of the things that's been really um, great as a practitioner working in a retreat setting is that because we're not expected to see clients back to back every single day, part of our days mm. throughout the week, not every day, but part of our day is allocated towards research time in developing plans Um, so we don't have to make decisions there and then on the spot Mm. we've got and Gary's always encouraged us to spend the time we need to in doing the research and putting the time in to develop um, as comprehensive and um, support plans as we possibly Mm -hmm. can obviously still based around what's realistic for the individuals so that's very much up to them to to take on board what they want to but um to be able to spend the time Mm. you know it is in a clinical setting which i've sort of worked in as well over the years uh, in the past um it's you're expected a lot of the time to make the decisions a lot more on the spot um or quite quickly uh and um it's almost become a little bit of a luxury actually as a practitioner to have that extra time uh and certainly for our complex cases it's been for me it's been an incredible advantage and i've learned so much over the years because we've had that extra time to yeah. be able to invest in the research yeah. um, particularly yeah. for those tricky that's, cases. that's what we talk about at best practice isn't it having that time when you see the patient 
um, and then they go away and you yeah, have that research time to be able so to put everything together. You, don't, you guys have just got the, the, the benefit of having the yeah. luxury of the time to do that. Yeah, so can so. you fill me in then on how it would run? If I uh, was, let's say, the running of the... The retreat. People ship in, so to speak, yep. on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. So and then when are the appointments with Monday. you guys? Yeah, so you Monday. do back-to-back appointments on Monday. Yep. And roughly how many would you see? So we're generally speaking probably an average programs around 18 to 20 guests, um, I would mm-hmm. say. Some of those maybe stay over guests from previous weeks because yep. um, we start a program every week. So some people might be on the second or third week. Um, so not all of those will require an intake consultation on that first day. Um, but, you know, more often than not, on that first Monday, yeah. we do maybe five um, five to seven sort of consultations uh, and then each. Yeah. Uh, and then there would be time in the afternoon where we then have our um, meeting together as yeah. a team uh, and discuss the... Um, uh, the guests that have come in so we're all mm. sort of on the same page and mm. aware of what to look out for and how best to support each of the guests yeah. um, throughout yeah. the week and on a on a one week uh, program when when's the follow-up appointment yep so then the follow-up would typically be Thursday and Friday so towards the end of the week um, we don't um, these days we don't work the weekends although we do have um, um, usually Gary or one of the naturopaths will still be around over the weekend um, but our consultations typically are towards the end of that working week, so okay. usually Thursday or Friday. So then that gives you Tuesday, Wednesday, effectively, yeah. for yeah. research, solely research on your, each individual. Very much so. yeah. Okay. And in that time, we also do do um, some phone, Skype, outpatient appointments. Of course, um, yeah. As follow-up for um, past guests, uh, and um, yeah, as well as um, you know, research. And mm-hmm. um, The other great thing in the retreat setting is it gives us a chance to, at times... Though oftentimes we get bogged down in the office, but this is a chance to actually get out um, and pop up and see the guests yeah. um, up at the main centre, yeah. uh, and just um, particularly any guests that might be having you know, a bit of challenge in the first you know day or so, just to make sure that everything's flowing well, um, the uh, they're getting the most out of the program, and um, you know we can obviously uh, we can monitor that yeah. on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's quite unique. Do you, do you give them on on the excuse me on the follow up um, appointment on the Thursday Friday? Yeah. Is that where you're delivering a report of findings type of thing, or yeah. is it is it? I'm just checking on how you've gone from one yeah. part of the week to the next part yeah. of the week. Yeah. Absolutely. So essentially, do you want to take that? In? Yeah. So information gathering is pretty much the Monday. Um, you know, we sort of like to get a big picture of sort of what's going on mm-hmm. in their health. Uh, we'll often recommend some additional supplementation that they might need for the week. You know, whether it's more metabolic support or additional detox support or immune, um, whatever that is, we'll kind of incorporate that into the program. And then uh, our final consultation is yes, a little bit of a report of findings, and then also basically a plan to follow for when they go home as well so they've kind of got something that you know they they've got that as a guideline that they can follow they pop it on their fridge and refer back to it and you know it's got diet lifestyle supplementation regime and we encourage them to sort of touch base with us again in you know either a couple of weeks or Mm. you know if they're quite Mm -hmm. um sort of just on a wellness program you know in a couple of months time uh, we encourage them to do that so yeah so how if how does that work in with the, the the 
the treatment plan, the program going forward, how mm. does that work in if they've already got a practitioner? Do, do you, for those, is that a different process? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, most of the time if they've got a practitioner that they've been seeing, they've got some supplements that they're on and they've got a plan, then it's basically just referring them straight back to their practitioner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we may have an opportunity to sort of say to the, uh, the individual, depending on, and it really is up to the guests as well, they may say, listen, you know what, I'd really like to... To, um, to I've been focusing on this with my practitioner, I really like some information um, regarding this. Um, what we'll tend to typically do always is try to emphasize the importance of going back and talking to their practitioner though and just saying, listen, you know what, um, uh, these are some suggestions that were made. Um, how is that going to work in? Because obviously every practitioner has mm. a plan, yeah. um, mm. not just a, a plan now, but a future plan and where they're going. So um, that's something we always really try and encourage them to do so. But um, um, we don't always get a chance to talk to every practitioner and not everyone actually tells us they have a practitioner even when we ask. Um, so it's, it's hard to, um, to be able to actually communicate with um, all practitioners that have referred people on at times but um, there's certainly always that emphasis that um, obviously the potential for conflict um, of supplementation or you know maybe confusion for the uh, for the individual guests well it's certainly not sweet <laughs> the retreat was set up to pro provide clarity and, and have give people direction and support so mm. you know we want people to um to not go home mm. you know more confused about yeah. where they need to go um, which is why we'd actually in many ways because of the way we set up um, we do love when people have got their own practitioner yeah, yeah. we can refer them back That's to right, yeah. um, because they've got that sort of much closer local sort of one-on-one -on -one support yeah mm. and even also re-emphasizing sometimes their supplementation you know I, I often get patients that are like I don't know why I'm taking this product but yeah. you know I'm just taking it. it's like oh your, your practitioner's actually put you on that because of xyz you know it's really good for that then the yeah. compliance you know kicks yeah. into gear and you know they, they kind of have that because we all forget you know mm. sometimes you know we're taking things and we're popping things and we often forget or even then practitioners often just don't have enough time to kind of run through that a lot and True. it's often a little workshop around what things they're actually taking and we've got i think once again the the blessing of the time to be able to do that at times in the way we yeah. operate um with the retreat one of the other benefits in those midweek days between the initial and the lifestyle consultation at the end is that we do encourage at times while we do get busy we do encourage if the guests have um extra questions or um, extra needs so they can come down and see us mm. um, through the week as well um, you know we do have people will take us up on that at times so yeah. we get a chance to be a little bit more one-on-one -on -one, maybe answer some of those questions mm. and things um, for them as well um, yeah. so yeah there's definitely plenty of time if needed yeah. um, with the individual to to make sure people have they're really comfortable they understand um, what their plan is um, you know what the direction they're they're actually taking when they go home from here and mm -hmm. um, and understand why they're actually doing what they have been recommended to do yeah mm. I'm thinking I might just quit work and come and work <laughs> up here now <laughs> so you're talking about your initial intake and that time you got research time what testing do you have in-house? Yeah, so in the initial uh, consultations we do with the guests, um, we usually get them to actually pre-fill out a um, health profile, uh, which we get a chance to actually um, have a look at before they come, which is great. Um, we'll often ask um, guests to um, either send through or bring along um, any sort of recent or relevant um, pathology yep. um, reports and things like that as well, which gives us a, a good insight. 
then we go through that in more detail, get the, the whys and the hows and the whens, um, so to speak, as far as the history. Uh, and then after that, um, the second half of the consultation, if you'd like, is focused on um, assessments, particularly focused on live um, blood analysis. Mm -hmm. um, we spend a bit of time on that uh, and um, we also do a body composition analysis as well. Okay. So with the body composition analysis, the BIA and the Hemaview that you're doing, is that that goes into the report of findings at the end and that's all wrapped up into there? Yes, okay. absolutely. Right. And we keep that on record as well, of course. So if guests do um, want to do follow-up or if they need um, those, um, we often get a chance to actually come back and say, you're here last year. Um, oh, great. And we're able to actually do comparisons and stuff, yeah. which is often really exciting for guests. Yeah, it would um, be, actually. And depending on different individuals and um, different programs as well, we'll often monitor their blood sugar levels sure. and their ketones blood as ketones. well. Blood ketones. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, yeah, there's definitely, um, there's definitely a number of other things we'll add in mm, um, yeah. if needed. If they've got the function, you said mentioned Jess earlier, if they've got functional testing sometimes, yeah. so that yeah. can be two weeks, even longer yeah. before it comes back. That's right, what exactly. happens there? Yeah, so we usually just book them in for a consultation, whether they can come okay. out to the retreat or whether it's just a phone consultation. And so I'll usually email out their test results, mm. whether that is anything from a CDSA to neurotransmitter testing or adrenal testing. Yeah, we'll usually just send it straight okay. out and then we have a little consult around it and adjust their program accordingly. So, mm. yeah. We love the ability to actually do that uh, as well. Not that we want to do testing with everyone, of course, because no. not everyone can afford to. And sometimes it can even, you know, be too much information at exactly. times. But one of the wonderful things for, you know, any um, practitioners out there um, that may not use functional testing as much is it gives us a chance, particularly in a retreat setting, gives us a chance um, or the guests, if you'd like, uh, an additional motivator to yeah. do follow-up mm. um, because they're really keen to find out their test results. Um, and so we usually get them to do the tests either while they're here or as soon as they go home. Yeah. Um, depending, because sometimes the results may be skewed while they're detoxing as well. Mm, so true. we may not want to do it in a retreat setting. Uh, and then um, once they get the results back, uh, we then have the opportunity to follow up. Yeah. And that really helps us, particularly some people we, we know may need that extra little bit of initial support with motivation and maintaining momentum. Um, you know, of course, as time goes on, momentum may well breed momentum, mm. but in an earlier stage it can be challenging. So mm. having that functional testing and the test results coming yep. in um, is a great motivating tool for our um, guests that, um, that need that as well. Mm. Can you get, can locals come in? Is it, yeah, they can yeah, as well. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, I'd say Tuesday, Wednesdays are our more quieter days. It's yeah. not sort of. A little bit on Fridays yeah, as well, potentially. Definitely. Yeah, yes. and we have. We've got people that come locally or yeah. even just do phone consultations. And yeah. We do do like a little, sort of, I call it a taste tester. We do a, a little three day um, uh, rejuvenated package, which doesn't yeah. involve detox, but gives guests um, that come in initially um, a chance to at least sort of. Um, get to see what we are um, talk to some of the other guests and, and experience a little bit of pamper and stuff while they're here eat some of the good food and things for a few days um, we also do offer day spa packages where people yeah. can come out for a day and they yeah. do a steam bath and they might have a treatment and they can certainly see a naturopath um, on that day if they want to as well so um, obviously a big part of our focus is the um, inpatients mm. or the guests that come to the retreat but um, we certainly do have that outpatient facility uh, for anyone that is local. Nice. 
put myself into that one as well. <laughs> um, okay, so looking at the years that you've been here, um, John, you've been here with 24 years, seven years for yep. you as well, Jess. Uh, has there been a lot of staff turnover during that time, or are you guys pretty well it? <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty well it. No. Um, I, over the years, I was sort of initially said, and you can certainly yeah. answer the question too, but um, definitely um, there, particularly in the early years, we had um, a lot of staff that were there for many, many years. Um, I guess there's always ebbs and flows. So more recently, we've had a little bit more of some of our longer term staff that have been here for 10 years plus, um, eventually sort of move on to other things. Um, but I would say the core of our staff still has yeah. generally been here five plus years yeah. uh, and many of them 10 plus. Yeah. Um, so there is still uh, most certainly a, a, a big part of our staffing is, is long term. Yeah, 100%. I'd agree with that. Um, I think, yeah, we we work at a retreat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you want to go anywhere That's else? That's right. Yeah, definitely. And we love it. And I think, uh, I think the biggest thing as well is that we're quite mindful about uh, prioritizing our own health mm. and so you know the the guests see us up at the gym and we're working out or we're doing hill runs or we're up there having a smoothie or you know all of that as well and I think that's all part of it, it you know yeah. is just making sure that we actually don't burn out and I think that's something we've really tried to prioritize because mm. yeah you you see a lot of patients coming in and you know there's a lot of constant kind of you know you some weeks it's kind of really busy and then other weeks it's a little quieter so yeah it's just being mindful of, of that mm. and that makes a big difference you both definitely look like you walk the talk so <laughs> very very well done thank you very well done so there obviously it has to be a good culture within oh, the resort yeah. itself very much so i many many of the guests i've often described over the years as a family 100%. Uh, and we, we often sort of essentially refer to it as that also. So when guests come through, and especially if they've come through a number of times, they do become part of the Limbelly Valley Springs family. Um, and, you know, in the early years particularly, you don't see it quite as much these days, but um, certainly because it started out um, more from simple... It was very much run by families. We sort of, we still got a lot of family yeah, there's, here. There's sort of a lot of lot of you know kids, not necessarily right at your feet all the time, but there was certainly you know from time to time you'd see that um, the the families of the staff um, around the retreat. And they've certainly um, very much encouraged um, that very much that family feel. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about that, but. Yeah. Um, Oh, a lot of the staff, are, there's a lot of family connections. I mean, even Toby and I are related. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we do keep it in the family. Oh, yeah. I won't comment. Uh, <laughs> pros and cons? Pros and cons of working in a retreat? You can go. Yeah, absolutely. So I think probably the, the big thing for me um, that I love probably more than anything is um, the ability to educate, uh, I think, you know, a lot of, as I mentioned before, a lot of the, um, in a clinical setting, um, we all have the intention, we'd love to teach our clients about, you know, healthy diet plans. And, you know, I know actually a number of practitioners I've talked to over the years have tended to almost stray or move away from recommending diets and diet plans because it can become so challenging to find the time to really educate the way it's needed to be done properly but in a retreat setting because we have that 
time is probably the big factor, the big word. We're able to educate, um, we're able to invest that extra time in research and planning um, to put those plans together. Um, and we have the time to be able to um, really answer any questions. And really probably the other big thing is the time to be able to develop the rapport um, mm. with our guests. So it's not just, okay, you've got your five minutes of fame, um, do your best and you either win a person over or you don't. Um, because we actually have um, a week or two or more, um, we have the ability through not only through the consultation but also through the health education talks, which we as naturopaths actually conduct. It's yeah. another thing I didn't mention, but we actually do do the health talks in the evening times. Um, we're able to develop uh, a stronger and stronger rapport. Um, so by the time we go home and um, recommend our plans, um, we don't have to sit there and try and kind of win them over. Um, guests mm. are usually pretty sort of aware. Um, oftentimes they're actually quite keen and, and, and ready and asking for um, what can they do. Yeah, so they're already on the starting block. So that's a yeah. big so bonus. It's a big bonus. Yeah. And also just like measuring as well, you know, towards the end of the week when we'll often check their, you know, their waist and their weight and, you know, often recheck uh, their light blood analysis and composition you know mm. you see them and they they get those measurements and they're like oh my goodness I've lost you know this amount of centimeters or this weight etc and then you know you just see them get so inspired and motivated uh, to continue kind of on as well and that's something that's I find a really big pro until that yeah. lights you up actually <laughs> yeah it, it does yeah. and and the other thing which we mentioned before which is um, a massive bonus is in a retreat setting is that um you know the guests often do half the work for us um you know it, it really makes us look good as practitioners um because they're able to talk amongst each other um they mm. are their own therapists in many ways mm. uh, and you know as i said it's a chance to connect which often a lot of people don't get in our busy lifestyles um, and so, you know, definitely in a retreat setting, um, they're able to develop those connections and things, which initially people may be a little bit nervous about in those first couple of days, but by the time they leave because they're going through um, similar types of experiences together um, and uh, they develop the rapport within each other and as far as a group goes, yeah. um, that really is a massive advantage for us. Um, in a retreat setting. Imagine also that connectivity and that ability to talk about, because everybody's here for personal reasons that are a little bit more personal and other places you go with a group of people. Sure. Would take the stigma out of whatever it is they've got, the reason for being here. Very, very much so. A lot of the guests have developed lifelong friends. Mm. We, We actually, there's guests that actually will come to the retreat together because they were on that program and met and, you know, had the most amazing bonding session in the steams and you know all of that which is just yeah it's so amazing yeah it is probably important to note though that um the great thing is it's in a relaxed setting so guests not ever asked or put on a spot Mm, in a group setting that they have to start to you know share those things if they don't want um it's more in just they're sitting up on the veranda having a juice together they're in the steam bath together um they're talking away and they're sharing their experiences um so because of that they're much more likely to to share the experiences as well which is Mm -hmm. which is really great so it doesn't sound like there's any cons at all. <laughs> well, yeah, probably the, the, the follow-up is still, uh, as you said, an ongoing challenge. Um, we don't get to see um, the ongoing support that um, other um, practitioners may see um, day in, day out. Um, mm. You know, and certainly maintaining 
ongoing compliance can be a challenge. Not always. I mean, there are some advantages. As we said, if we educate more, if they understand more, um, they're more likely to maintain momentum mm. because they've got a better understanding. So that's an advantage for compliance. Um, but, you know, there's no substitute, I think, for ongoing regular um, yeah. catch-ups. Uh, and that's something that we're still in the process of working on and developing ways mm. we can improve. And, and as you said, Jess, earlier, technology can is really allowing it's, that to happen it's now. It's oh, opening those doors yeah. Yeah. In, a, in a big way. Well, it, it literally is a Living Valley virtual retreat in a way. So, mm, they can yeah. just stay in the valley yeah. when they live <laughs> <laughs> Um, the last thing I've sort of mentioned about the advantages as well is that because we are a team, as we mentioned, we've got a psychologist, we've got massage therapists, we've got people that do hydrotherapy support, we've got um, people that, uh, yeah, colonic irrigation, we've got uh, people that do, um, you know, a whole range of different therapies. Um, so they all work together um, and you get this incredible holistic approach that once again in a in a clinical setting, it's very, very hard to sort of pull that together. You're often referring on to an acupuncturist or to a massage therapist or to a dentist or whatever, but um, certainly we're able to mm. often, not all of those things, of course, but often able to pull a lot of those therapies together while they're here. Mm. Um, so they you know, get a, a, a more complete um, yeah. program, if you'd like, um, yeah. out of the time that they spend here. And I'd say also too, the other thing is that can be a little challenging to do a detox at home is, mm. you know, withdrawals and the general feeling of, you know, going through a detox yeah. where it doesn't feel that great, you know, sure. often Seeing on a couple of days. Eating. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they do find it just so much easier to actually do when everyone else is on the same program and you know there might be days when they're not feeling great but you know they've got the support from us but then also the other guests as well you know yes I got a headache too and I've been drinking my coffee and you know I think all those things kind of you know it puts a little bit of camaraderie in there and uh, I think that really helps. And I noticed all those on the, the juice fast, the, that side of things were all sitting on the veranda yeah. outside in the fresh air with their, sipping their smoothies over right. lunchtime. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They didn't look like they were missing out too much. No. They were quite happy actually. Yeah, they, yeah. So the name of the podcast is Standing on the Shoulders of Giants and absolutely a retreat like this and working in a retreat like this is, is something that a lot of people can learn from and a lot of people are really interested in. So any advice to practitioners considering setting up a retreat considering working in a retreat any advice out there from either of you you can you can don't, go first <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's it, it, it is a lot of work but I find it mm. is actually really quite empowering and you know when you can actually go through the journey with a guest that comes through and come out the other side and you know, it's it's really quite inspiring. You know, every week I walk away from this and just go, yeah, this is this is what I have chosen to do for the rest of my life. So yes, it's a lot of work and it can be challenging. And yes, you can be a little tired and run down. But if you prioritize yourself as well, you know, we always you know educate on focusing on you know nurturing our body so we can help others. So I think that really prioritizing your own health and being mindful of that is really quite important. Mm. I think, you know, I don't know many retreats that I'm aware of that have started straight away the size that any other retreats have started. So I think people have to be willing to 
to uh, if they're going to if they have a passion or a goal um, just to start super small um, you know and really just focus on you know what they are passionate about uh, and um, you know be willing as, uh, to to put the hard yards in and it, it's not a matter of generally months it's a matter of years and years um, to uh, to grow generally a retreat to um, to be you know the size of what we've got here at the retreat mm. but uh, yeah, if you have a passion, you're willing to put the effort in over the years, um, then you know it's it's most certainly very yeah. rewarding as well. Hundred percent. Mm. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast. Find us on iTunes and leave a review. Join our practitioner-only Metagenics Facebook group to be informed of new podcast releases. Keep up to date with key industry updates and more. Visit metagenics.com.au to find useful links and resources relating to this podcast and sign up to our e-newsletter.